0: Welcome back to another episode of Money Equals M Squared, brought to you by Lagus Lucas, and Torello Wealth Management. My name is Mike Torello, and I'm here with my co-host, Mike Lucas, and today we're going to talk about the sources of income that you can have in retirement. So what we're going to do today, Mike, is we're going to go over the six main sources that people have for retirement income, explain them to each, everyone, and explain how they fit into their overall plan. So most experts say that you're going to need about 80% of your working income in retirement as just a general rule of thumb. So today we're going to talk about how people can make up that 80% and they're going to use Social Security, their own personal savings and investments, individual retirement accounts, defined contribution plans, defined benefit plans, or continued employment. And people use all six of these, some combination of these six, or maybe just one of these. But let's go over and dive into some of the bigger ones that people are going to face. So let's start first with Social Security. So Mike, if you were to explain Social Security very simply to someone, what is it and how can it really impact your retirement?
1: Yeah, Social Security is a program that's been set up for you know, quite a number of years. And what it's helped you, design you to do is for save saving money, which is actually a Social Security tax that you pay half and your employee pays half or your employer pays half. And that will generate what's called a, 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 um, your, your, your actual number when you retire, all right? And everyone's retirement age is potentially a little bit different. You know, right now, it's, uh, if you're retiring now and taking your full retirement age, it's between 66 and 67, okay? Um, and that, what that's going to do is provide monthly income for the rest of your life that you can't outlive. So Social Security is an older system that's been around for a long time. It's provide guaranteed income, so you can't outlive it, okay? And depending on when you take it, you know, you're, you're going to get either your full retirement uh, account or you'll you'll get a portion of it. You can start taking Social Security at age 62, okay? But it's going to be at a reduced benefit of 75% of what your full retirement age is. Every year you wait after 70 62 is generally an 8% increase until you get to your full retirement age. Again, if you don't take it at your full retirement age, you can defer it. And every year that you defer it, you'll get 8% higher up until you hit age 70. You're not allowed to defer it after age 70. So you, you, you should take it at age 70 and it's going to provide income for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, so so Social Security is you know the the government program that's going to be able to make sure that you have some money coming in as long as you've paid into the system. You know the biggest thing you know that we like to mention to people with Social Security is in order to be eligible for Social Security, you have to have paid into the system and received your uh, forty quarters or ten years of payments of eligibility to be able to collect a check when you retire and reach. Either your early retirement age at 62, whatever your uh, full retirement age is based on your, uh, your birth year or, you know, your late retirement at age 70.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, w- with that there, you know, Social Security is designed to help supplement income. Because back way back when most major corporations had pensions that would provide you very similar to what Social Security is. But as pensions started to go away, the government found that not a lot of people were saving as much money in retirement on their own on their own. So that's why they kind of went in, they produced this Social Security system, and it's been pretty good to help uh, retirees supplement what they need for retirement. So, um, Mike, similar to Social Security, what is a defined
0: benefit plan? So so you kind of touched on that uh, a second ago, Mike, you know, defined benefit plans are pensions. That you got received from your employer. So, the way that a defined benefit works is your employer, whether that be a private employer or a state or local government or municipality, um, they're gonna provide you with a specified monthly check for the rest of your life. That's why it's called a defined benefit because it's not based on how much money that you put away for yourself. It's simply based on a combination of your salary, your years of service, or something that your employer just specifies for you. But that benefit is going to be a specified monthly check that you're going to receive for the rest of your life. Similar to Social Security, most defined benefit plans are going to be checks that you cannot outlive as yourself the participant. They're going to come in for the rest of your life. So, you know, when defined benefit plans were first popular, the way it would work is you would work for your employer for your entire career. You know, it was very uncommon for people to change jobs. And when they would retire, their employer would continue to pay them a portion of their income until they passed away. But now they're decreasing significantly in popularity. There's very few private sector employers that still offer defined benefit plans to their employees most defined benefit plans that we see are through municipality or government jobs Um, and one that's very popular you know is public school teachers which we do a lot of work with public school teachers and especially in the state of connecticut helping them with their you know teachers retirement pension so teachers retirement pension is a form of a defined benefit plan Um, there's still some defined benefit plans out there with private employers and it's really just a nice way if you have one to take advantage of a guaranteed stream of income for the rest of your life.
1: I mean, most people will look for jobs that have some type of defined benefit plan because it's a it's a great tool to be able to retire early. You know exactly what you're getting. You know, there you don't have to worry about market performance in a lot of these. You just have to worry about okay, well, what is the what are the what, what is the what does the company look like? Are they, are they financially solvent um, to to be able to get that for the rest of your life? Because at the end of the day. It's nice to get that check, you never outlive, but the company still has to have a good amount of solvency to get that check every single month.
0: Right. Obviously, the biggest thing with the defined benefit plan is it's not your money, it's the company's money that they're sending you. So, you're going to need somebody, whether it's the company or the municipality, to be able to send you that check because hopefully it's been put aside for you.
1: (laughs) And And again, I think that's why we've seen a lot of them kind of you know, kind of do away with a lot of these pensions is because it's just got so expensive to run and manage these plans. And back when, you know, people will retire, you know, at 65 and maybe live to 72 or 73. And as we've seen, people are living longer and longer and it's costing the companies more and more money.
0: So we talked about, you know, the defined benefit plans and that, that monthly check that you cannot live. But as we said, those are really going away. So what's replaced those plans are what are called defined contribution plans. So, Mike, why don't you explain a little bit of what a defined contribution plan is and why is it so important that if your company is offering this to participate in it? Yeah, I mean, just like we just talked
1: about before, company companies want to help out employees. It's a benefit that they're willing to pay. Okay, but... Again, they want to be able to manage a lot of that risk. So as you can tell, this type of plan is much more manageable to the company. They'll be able to help you out with a certain dollar amount, and they kind of put that risk or or, or that ability onto you. So these are very, very things like uh, 401ks. A lot of times you'll see matches on 401ks. Same exact thing as those defined uh, defined benefit plans, but they're giving it to you in the form of a contribution, right? That contribution goes in your 401k. It invests and it grows depending on how you want to invest and manage that money. and then it comes out, you know as a, as a distribution in retirement. So that 401k benefit allows you to take a little bit more control over it. But on the, on, on the flip side, 401k plans and, and defined contribution plans, A lot of them aren't guaranteed and there's more work employees have to do to be able to manage this money to make sure that they can never outlive it similar to like a pension. And I think that's where Mike and I and a financial professional comes into play is to help you with some of those decisions and help you how to manage it, how to invest it. And more importantly, when you
0: retire, how to take distributions on a more comfortable basis. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with defined contribution plans is – You're on the hook for putting the money away, right? Like you mentioned, companies for the most part, now some companies do do direct contributions for you, but for the most part, they're contributing in the form of a match. They're matching a percentage of your contributions. They're not just giving you money like they did in a defined uh, defined benefit plan. So you do need to contribute some of the money yourself. The other thing is you're on the hook for figuring out those distributions, not them. They've contributed the money over your working career and you move on to another employer. You take that plan with you. Um, but you have to distribute that money to yourself when you retire, which is why it's so important to have a plan and to work with professionals like us to make sure that that plan works for you so that way you don't run out of money because it is up to you to be able to distribute it.
1: Yep, puts a little bit more onus on the on the person that's invested the money and that needs to get it to grow. It's definitely a, a little bit more of hands off for the company, which saves them more money. And that's why we've seen a lot of companies transition to this.
0: Great. So let's take a break. Let's, uh, let's head into our community spotlight. And when we come back, we'll take a look at the other three ways that people can have sources of income in retirement. Welcome to this week's community spotlight, the segment of our show where we focus in on the small businesses in our local community. This week, we're focusing in on TrainRx performance programming. And today's guest, Rick Gorl. At TrainRx Performance Programming, they focus on the most effective training strategies to help guide you towards real results. From exercise selection, total volume, to overall intensity, it's all here for you on easy to follow programming. With eight different programs to choose from, the TrainRx Performance Programming platform is one of the largest online training platforms out there. No matter your age, gender, goals, or level of experience, the TrainRx Performance Programming platform has what you need to get the results that you want. Again, that's TrainRx Performance Platform and today's guest, Rick Goral. You can get in touch with Rick online at trainrxfit.com or by emailing him at info at trainrxfit.com. All right, welcome back. So today we're going over the six major sources of income that individuals can have in retirement. So before the break, we talked a little bit about uh, social security, defined benefit plans, and defined contribution plans. So uh, why don't we uh, take a look at the the next type of plan that we have available? Yep, so let's take a look
1: about uh, the individual retirement accounts and how they can affect you. All right, so individual retirement accounts are, are retirement accounts that may potentially be from older 401Ks or older defined contribution plans. An IRA is a versatile tool that allows you to to put money in certain places and defer it until you're ready to take distributions. A lot of times people can have four or five 401k rollovers inside one IRA. But what an IRA allows you to do is it allows you to continue to defer that money in your working years, okay, and it's all in one spot. You don't have to worry about having it over multiple segments, and when it's in an IRA, Unlike in a 401k, you have an open architect plan to be able to make any investment choices inside of it. So that could be, you know, having fixed accounts inside there. It could be having more aggressive accounts inside there. It could be having individual stocks inside that account. An IRA is a very versatile account that allows you to continue to accumulate money, and for having all of your old 401ks in that one spot. In addition to that, an IRA, if you don't have a defined contribution plan or a 401k at work, you can make contributions up to the limit every single year in an IRA to get that to continue to grow.
0: Yeah. So, and with IRAs, you know, you know, one of the things you mentioned, Mike, is um, the open architecture of the investments. You know, one of the questions we get a lot from, from newer clients is, you know, what's the interest rate on the IRAs that you offer? And, you know, the IRA is just a tax code. That's just the holding spot to be able to hold the money. But with the IRA, we're able to choose the whole world of investments and really what's right for the client and figure out you know, how are we going to be able to help it grow and how are we going to be able to help it for this client to accomplish their goals. You, know, you mentioned before too, you know, it's a good place to you know, roll money out when you're, you are know, combine accounts and consolidate things down so you have kind of control of that money. But another thing that's been very popular with people is the Roth IRA, which is after tax money. So with your tr- all of your traditional money, whether it be your defined contribution plans, um, if you participated on a pre-tax basis, you're going to have to pay taxes on that money when you retire. With any type of Roth money, whether it be inside a defined contribution plan or your Roth IRA, that money is going to go in after taxes and then your withdrawals are going to be tax-free. So having your own individual retirement account, whether it be a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA, can give you an opportunity to kind of... Change how the taxation is going to be in retirement by having multiple accounts and contributing multiple ways.
1: Yep. I mean, even though, like you said, Roth IRA before, great, great tool for younger people that allow all that money to be tax deferred for a long time. Would you rather get the tax deduction when you're 23 or 24, or, you know, obviously when you're in your higher earning years in your 60s? So it's important to work with an advisor and a tax advisor to, to see when it makes sense to do a traditional IRA or a 401k. And then also
0: access that Roth account. Great. So why don't we move on we're talking a little bit. Why don't we talk about you know some you know personal savings? So obviously we've, everything we've mentioned up to this point is something that's defined as a retirement account. So Mike, what are some other ways people should save um, generally? And why is that important when we're looking at sources of income in retirement? Yeah, there's a lot of different
1: personal savings accounts that you can put money into. To help kind of get you to retirement or or, or continue to go into retirement. Um, I think more and more nowadays we, we see a lot of people that want to try to retire early. Okay. And and, and I'm not talking you know in their 40s or you know, or their 50s, but let's say someone wanna retire in the mid-50s at 55, which is not uncommon nowadays. Most 401ks and IRAs, you really can't take distributions until you're 59 and a half. Or you'll be subject to that 10% early withdrawal penalty. So this is important where that personal savings comes into play. You could put aside a certain amount of money, whether it's in a savings account, whether it's in CDs, prior to that 59 and a half to get you from years 55 to 59 and a half, where you can then access your 401k. Other instruments that we use is life insurance. The cash value in life insurance and in a life insurance policy. You can use, no matter what age, you can take it as a return of principal and you're working with your advisor. It's important to, you know, to, to have a, a good amount of money in, in accounts like this that will help you get through three or four years in retirement. So planning accordingly, whether it's a life insurance product, whether it's savings accounts, um, you can use non-qualified annuity plans to put aside money that's outside of that retirement account. Now, again, the the annuities are subject to the 59 and a half, but they won't help you out between 55 and 59. But those are additional vehicles that allow you to put aside money if you've already maxed out your 401k and other areas to put aside money.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, you know, the person that wants to retire early we need to know that in advance so we can help them plan. Because if you're funneling all your money into your 401k um, and your IRAs and then you come to us and you say like, hey, I wanna retire even at 57, what are you gonna do for those three years of income until we have access to that money without having to pay a 10% early withdrawal penalty? right? And that's something that if we start planning for in your 30s and your early 40s, we can have a big pile of money to cover those couple years until we can start accessing your money, as well as help supplement taking the distributions until you can start claiming your Social Security, if that's something you're eligible for. Because again, Social Security is not going to kick in until the earliest at 62. So these are things that we need to, to take advantage of and really know to be able to help with the plan. The other thing, like you mentioned, is you know for our higher earning clients that have already maxed out all of their defined contribution plans at work and their contributions to their IRA, a lot of them are looking for other ways to put money aside. And there are ways to be able to defer money um, and defer taxes on growth, whether it be through annuities and life insurance, but to be able to know that because that's going to be outside of your traditional retirement plan to really be able to contribute that money. Yep. I mean, the last point on that too, if, it, if you
1: are if you do want to retire at 57 or 56, and you really kind of haven't done that personal savings, you know, aside whether it's a life insurance or savings accounts, it gets a little complicated, but you could do a 72T distribution for some of these accounts. It has to be planned out, you know, it, so it's not the end of the world, but you do have to plan ahead for it. And what that is, you're just taking equal distributions from an IRA account over a seven year time frame. And that will allow you to not have to pay that 10% early withdrawal penalty. But it is something that has to be planned out in advance. There are calculations that go into play with it. But it is something that you, know, it, 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 you, you definitely would like to
0: do one of those other arenas versus that. Great. So the last thing um just talking about is more and more people are coming to us and saying – Hey, I I don't want to just stop working. I'm going to need to do something. So how can working part-time impact, you know, the pressure on your retirement plan? I mean, you know what, it it,
1: it, it can help you in a lot of ways. It can get you through a certain time frame. Um, but also you have to worry about how much you're collecting in Social Security. for re- If you're retiring early on Social Security, you, you can only make up to a certain amount every single year, whether it's part-time or not. Um, you know, so it, it you working part-time when you retire you know it definitely can help you get through that time frame, um, but you know when most people retire, they want to be retired they wanna, they don't want to have to go back to work so I think if you if you put your plan together properly, you save enough money in these arenas, um, you discipline with your savings, you get a good budget, and I think most people, although they might want to work part time when they retire,
0: they usually want to retire great so I think that goes over the you know the six main ways that people can have sources of income in retirement. Um, how they can affect you. And really, we're trying to, to get to that rule of thumb. We're trying to recreate 80% of your working income. And these are the ways that are going to help people get there. So that wraps up today's episode of Money Equals M Squared. Make sure you check us out online at lltwm.com or on Instagram at Team LLT. Thanks. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily the views and opinions of Citera Investment Services. Any recommendations mentioned in this episode are meant for educational purposes only and should not be construed as advice or personal recommendations. Always consult your financial advisor, tax advisor, or attorney for details related to your specific risks, goals, and objectives. Investments have risk and can lose value. They are not FDIC insured. The situations presented are hypothetical to illustrate key topics and should not be construed as actual client situations or experiences. Lagus Lucas and Torello Wealth Management operates under Cetera Investors and is responsible for the production of this show. All views and opinions are solely that of Lagus Lucas and Torello Wealth Management. You should always obtain a prospectus when available prior to investing to know your risk, costs, and fees associated with the investment. The advice and strategies presented today are general in nature and should not be used in your planning until you consult with your attorney and CPA on your specific situation. A diversified portfolio does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Asset allocation is an investment strategy that will not guarantee a profit or protect you from loss. Satera Investors is a marketing name of CETERA Investment Services, securities and insurance offered through Satera Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Satera Investment Advisors, LLC. Satera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. 127 Washington Avenue, 2nd Floor West, North Haven, Connecticut, 06473, phone number 203-239-4545. Individuals affiliated with this broker-dealer firm are either investment advisor representatives who offer only investment advisory services and receive fees based on assets or registered representatives who offer brokerage services and receive transaction-based compensation or both an investment advisor representative or registered representative who can offer both types of services.